You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Anna. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, episode 102. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. I am Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm Sierra Garcia. And we are here to talk about a ton of stuff tonight that we're watching, a ton of stuff that I'm not watching, and, <laughs> and uh, man... We have some great stuff that have happened that, that has happened this past week in the geek community. Uh, can anyone say Captain America? Captain America rocks. Yeah, saw it twice. Saw it twice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and so I mean, Captain America has just absolutely taken the geek world by storm. It has been hailed uh, by students and by teachers that I run into that I teach with and online. People are saying that this is one of the best Marvel movies in a hell of a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, completely agree. This is this is by far my favorite Marvel movie right now. Now, so how have um, how have they upped the ante for you in in this in this Marvel movie versus some of the other ones? Well, they're not playing down to us. They're not going for the lowest common denominator, which is action, 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 kitschy lines, smart ass look. It's there's story being told here. They got some. The cast is amazing. Robert Flippin Redford. Hello. He's always Just awesome. Amazing. amazing. Cappy has definitely matured. He's had to, to deal with being a part of this new world. Everything's gone. And like he says in the in the trailer, when um, uh, Black Widow asks him, what did you do this weekend? And he said, well, considering all the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead, there's nothing. Um, <laughs> Which is I a great love, line. I love where they took his character. I love how this was a little darker. It had its moments. I loved Falcon. I, his introduction to the film was great. I particularly loved because I have a very hard time. I can't stand it when people when films are made in Washington D.C. and they don't really show just how amazing the city is and how beautiful it is. They usually screw it up. <clears throat> Michael Bay. And this was a spectacular showing of the city. They did a great job with with. Um, with with telling this wonderful story and the little Easter eggs that were planted all over it were so special. I was very, very pleased. And by pleased, I mean, it was awesome. Nice. nice. <laughs> and, and Miles, how about you? I, do you? Do you kind of agree with what I'm saying here, her sentiments on this movie? Oh, I definitely agree. And, and also the action was there. I mean, there was, they, but they didn't sacrifice um, story for, for just awesome action scenes. I mean, there, there was definitely a story. You have a character who is a person um, n- out of his time and still, he's still trying to cope with that. And there's, there's, there's a lovely scene between him and um, it's a sad scene too of, I, for, I forget, I forget her name, but basically his love interest in the first movie, she's still alive, but she's in a nursing home now. She's, 
got to be pushing 100 at this point. But, I mean, um, so there's a lovely but sad scene there. Just him struggling with his... um, it's a lot of it's a lot of conflict as far as his his the way he looks at the world and the way he the way the people he works with the, their way of looking at the world. So you have that you have uh, things going on with um, Shield that which I think is great uh, plays into Marvel Agents of Shield. There's, there's a huge tie-in um, with, with 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 the show also. So. Um, the Falcon character, he was cool. Um, Stan Lee made his, you know, customary appearance. Custom, but it was funny. It was, you know, it was, you know, yeah. I mean, sometimes they seem forced, but um, it, it was, it was great. So I only saw it once, but it's a movie I could easily see a couple more times. I think I, I need to see it again because there's so much in there that uh, I, I probably missed some stuff. So, so I have. Go, go ahead, Em. Oh, there was something I caught at the very end, at the very, very, very end um, at the cemetery that I didn't catch the first time. And I turned to my friends and I said, did you, was that? And then when we left the theater, it was confirmed that I was, that the little Easter egg that was there was there. And it made me very joyful because that was a nice little nod. Um, I don't know if we're yeah, far it, enough away from the launch of the movie that we can... I can we can spoiler do a, it or not, but we can do an alert, a spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Okay, we gave him fair warning. Go ahead, Em. Okay, so on the tombstone for um, what's his name? Fury. Sam's camp for Fury. It's uh, it, there's the line about the path of the righteous man from Ezekiel. I can't remember. So, I think it was twenty one. So it was the but verse that's his line. that was from um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that was his <laughs> line from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Oh, that's there, awesome! Little sweet moments. The, his little notebook, the things that he has to do, um, like Star Wars versus Star Trek, <laughs> and seeing I Love Lucy and um, Rocky One, Rocky Two? Question mark. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, well, now uh, how did they tie this all into Agents of Shield? Mm-hmm. Right, because this one of the things that so Captain America came out and two weeks later, bam, Agents of Shield just kind of knocks everyone's socks off. How did this happen, Miles? Well, how Cal connects to to the show is basically Hydra has sort infiltrated. They, they've infiltrated. They've 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 taken over Shield basically. They, they they've basically bided their time until. It was the right time for them to think that they could take over, and so it, it not only has the ramifications of the movie, which is huge, but it also spreads to the TV show. Um, May is keeping tabs on Coulson, but she's reporting directly to Fury, and so there's a scene where in the show where she's trying to get a hold of Fury, and she finds out he's dead, and uh, and and they show the scene in the show where you think if if, if you've Waited to see the movie where you think Fury might meet his demise. Um, so, but there's all, but there's there's Coulson and his team are dealing with the Hydra threat also. So that that, that and, and it's going to still deal with the Hydra threat uh, in the next next episode. I haven't seen. I guess there's an episode tomorrow night. Um, Tonight. No, it was last week. Last week was the big episode. Right, but there was an episode of Agents of Shield tonight, isn't there? Am I, I right think about so. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That I don't know. All I know is last week we found out who the um, who the clairvoyant was, and it was. It took me a minute, and then I thought, all right, I figured it out like two seconds before they said it. <laughs> they did a really great job. Who was the clairvoyant? I'm not saying. Well, this is spoil. We could spoil. There, this is we 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 already. Well, there is someone who is listening, who needs to cover his ears. So okay, so the clairvoyant is that guy who you think it might not be, but it totally is. All right, right, right. Him, him, him. it's him. You spoiled it. It's him. So, oh my gosh, it's so it's him. Yeah, yeah. Collins then made it to my mute button in time to avoid shield spoilers. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm looking out for you, dude. Yeah, right, right, right. We're trying to warn you. Shield spoilers all the way. So anyways, the tie-in in this one, like, they've loosely, like, when the Thor movie came out, there were some loose tie-ins, right? Right. There was uh, an episode in London where they, they were cleaning up after. Right. But, and they but, even said, like, ugh, we have to clean up after Thor. Right, right. So we have that happening, but this was a little bit more concrete. Oh, it def- yes. And it was not just, I don't know, they're, they're throwing you a bone here. It's It was, it definitely made sense. The, the, the tie-in with with the show it, it made a lot of sense awesome mm-hmm. awesome well cool so uh your rating captain america how many stars six out of five? Oh, definitely definitely six out of five stars yeah <laughs> how about for you em i give it a triumvirate 11 out of six very good, very good. I'm glad that we are we we, we, we is, thing now? yeah are we, we are we are we 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 is smart in the show. We can count backwards. Right. I give it five superpowers. All right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll All right, we'll That's, come up with something. Yeah, we'll come up with something creative. Very good. But Captain America: The Winter Soldier was was just awesome. I mean, you, folks, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to see it. Yeah. Well, this is let me. This is what let, Scott Fisher wrote in. You know, he's the guy on. Uh, he, the Sci-Fi Diner's blacklist, all right? Okay. So he writes in, and he said this about Captain America. He goes, I thought I would pass along, I thought I would pass along just a few thoughts about Captain America. Um, two, I absolutely loved it. I liked the first Captain America movie, but did not love it. I liked Captain America and the Avengers, but did not love them. However, with this movie... They have absolutely nailed a character that is really hard to pull off without it being nearly over-the-top cheesy. I loved how the thread through the movie was him being a man displaced in time and struggling to live in a very different world than what he previously knew. You could actually feel his loneliness and how detached he was from everything. This was a fantastic movie, not just fun not just a fun comic book movie, but a really great movie. I like seeing Peggy Carter and how Steve Rogers uh, turned to her for advice and then to see her suffering from Alzheimer's. It was heartbreaking because you could really see how much it hurt Steve to see her like that. It was not a very important scene, but it was a scene that made me love the movie and really buy into Captain America and understand why he did what he did and why he saw things the way he did. I really like the Black Widow, and I'm really hoping that Marvel does a Black Widow movie sooner rather than later. Scarlett Johannes' portrayal of Black Widow was absolutely amazing and one of the best female superheroes to be portrayed thus far in movies. I also enjoyed the fact that this movie was a, was really a political thriller, 
thriller hiding in a, as a comic book movie. Some of the plot did bother me a little. Like, I knew who was behind it really early on. And they could have done a better job with that aspect of the movie. However, that's nitpicking a little bit, and it's really a rather small complaint. Captain America 2 might very well be the best movie of the summer. I really love this movie. Marvel has totally sold me in what they're doing. They clearly know something about making a comic book movie that DC and Warner Brothers has not yet figured out. And that brings me to my final point. Warner Brothers is are going they're going to make a more Batman Superman off the weekend that they currently have since they are choosing it to go against Captain America 3. I see Captain, I will see Captain America and will skip Batman Superman after how much I like Captain America 2. Batman Superman is currently feeling like it's going to be a hot mess of a movie and like the people making it really do not understand the characters or how to effectively build Wonder Woman all together without establishing them and their own is a huge mistake. Plus, the casting sucks. No, I'm not talking about Batflex. I actually like that one. I'm talking about Lex Luthor and Wonder Woman casting. Horrible choices. Strange at seeing the fantastic Captain America movie made me think about what DC is doing and how bad it is and how they clearly do not know what they're doing. Yes, I saw Man of Steel, and yes, it sucked. It was okay until the end with Zod. Superman killing Zod was a huge turnoff for me. Well, I will close it out here. Captain America was awesome, and I cannot... Recommend it more highly. And yes, Star Trek still sucks. Scott, still on the blacklist in Iowa. And you're going to stay on the blacklist. <laughs> Miles, Miles will have you on the blacklist forever, Scott. Just saying. Well, not only did he trash Star Trek, but he also trashed Superman and Man of Steel. Yeah, well, well, I, to, be, to be fair, there, the, people did have some problems with the way the ending and the, the dilemma that he was faced with but you know let's talk about his what do you think about what he's saying about captain america although i will i think his his in his comments about captain america are insightful though so scott i'm not gonna totally throw you under the bus um uh, yes it was definitely have had a political thriller uh to it um and i will we both agree i mean just this is a man displaced from time and his worldview against other people's worldview um a modern day worldview just you see him wrestling with that throughout the whole movie, and it was just great to see. Hmm. Emma, your thoughts on what Scott's saying? I I I see what he's saying, and I I see where he's going, and he, it was. I kind of knew that Robert Redford was going to go the way go the bad way. There was just something too earnest and endearing, and I had a suspicion that it was going to go that way, but. It, he wasn't che- he wasn't cliche about it, and I like and I agree it wasn't cheesy. It was it was kind of an elegant delivery of a bad guy because he was just like, well, hell, you know, this is what it is, and you just have to deal with it. It was I don't think any other actor could have delivered that as beautifully as Robert Redford did, and it is not just because I adore Robert Redford. He he is good though. You know what? You know my favorite Robert Redford. Good. Movie? Oh, Pluto. Oh, cool. That's I like know. saying the sun is, you know, Red. the sun. Oh, yeah, he's, no. he's immense. So to get him 
I'm sorry, I just totally got really condescending there. <laughs> that was kind of douchey, I'm sorry. <laughs> but to get someone of his caliber, I mean, there's already some great talent in this movie. To get him involved, too, was beautiful. Beautiful. You know, I was trying to think the very last movie that Robert Redford saw that I absolutely, absolutely loved him in. And I think it was Spy Game. Did you see Spy Game? I did not. Did you, Em? Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, that was that was Brad. Time. That was Brad Pitt and him. That used to be one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I watched that. I always thought Brad Pitt was like a um a new version of of him. Oh, that's probably a good comparison. Although I haven't seen Brad Pitt much lately that I've really been impressed with. Well, he, you know they have like sixty seven children. I know it's kind of busy. Yeah, you know. Hmm. What, what, what what's what's Ange- what's Angelina doing these days? But. True. <laughs> Squeezing out quadruplets while adopting half of Uganda. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, we're gonna get hate mail for that. But well, I love that she does it. I love that that they publicize it. I love that it's become an important thing, and it's become something that people are doing and seeing if they want to have a child in their life and they can't, that this is an option to give a child something special and amazing. And I didn't mean to get on my PSA soapbox here, but. Um, <laughs> It's it's just it's on the cover of every magazine and that's that it gets a little grating after a while but what the core of what they're doing is is special and beautiful so yeah you can't and argue she's with that. dropped dead gorgeous and it drives me nuts <laughs> oh and she's in Maleficent she's doing Maleficent the trailer for that have you seen the trailer for that not to be a non sequitur we could come back to that later but that was amazing that's the um uh. Actually, it was a I saw I saw I, I saw the uh, premise for that movie. What, what was that? Um, it's the story behind Maleficent that she wasn't just an evil witch to be an evil. Oh witch, yes, but there's yes, more yes. to her. Yes, yes, that looks good. That has potential to look good. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. So uh, so Captain America came out. We were watching that. What else have we been watching that's been impressing? Impressing us. Um, I do have some other feedback here. I, I've really been really liking the 100. Yeah, I know you said that you're. I'm not watching the 100. Sell me on the 100. Uh, the 100 is. Um, it, it it's got a very interesting um, kind kind of a well yeah, dystopian feel. I mean, you have the space station that's falling apart, that's orbiting the Earth, and. You have the, the the powers that be think they well we should if we want to extend everybody's lifespan we're gonna need to sacrifice like two two or three hundred people to do it with um, so you have that conflict there then you have these one hundred kids down there they're, you know they're supposedly under eighteen and they don't have a clue what they're doing um, and uh, so. But 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 they, they think they're the only, at first they think they're the only humans on Earth. They thought all the humans died out when the nuclear apocalypse, which they haven't really said what caused the nuclear apocalypse. But um, they find that they're not the only humans alive there. Um, so I, I've I've been enjoying it. It's <laughs> so it's you, you have it's kind of I mean M said it a while ago. It's sort of like a sci-fi version of sort of uh, Lord of the Flies there with right. with. with with these kid, with these kids on Earth trying to survive, and the, the one, the one kid, one, one, well, he's probably in his early twenties, but he's he's on continuum. He 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 plays the one guy who ends up being the terrorist in the future. I forget his his name, um, but uh, he's in it, and 
he plays a jerky boy in in, in uh, Continuum. Well, he plays a jerky just as much, if not worse, a jerky boy in um, in the 100. But he's he's brilliant at it. That's where I've seen him before. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out where I'd seen him. Yeah. So, uh, Em, are you watching the 100? I am. I am. I started watching it, and I love the idea of. The planet is a disaster, so they all ran to space, and then all of a sudden their space station is a disaster. So, you know, we've got these juvenile delinquents. Why don't we send them down as our guinea pigs? And in the, in the message from the, the president at the time, look, we just put you on this ship. We're sending you down to the planet. We didn't give you provisions. We didn't give you anything. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah. And it's it's been kind of interesting. There's I, I'm enjoying it so far. There's there's more to come and the whole thing about the groundlings or the there's a name for the for the f- that they call the humans down there. There's a term for them. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of it now. But um really a neat it's a neat idea. It's different. Mm-hmm. And it is dark. They string somebody up in the last episode. Yeah, they had a situation where one of the characters he ends up getting killed. So that's another thing. You're not sure who's going to end up dying later. Uh, you don't, you're not sure who is expendable and who's not. And who not. does the killing? Yeah. Well, well, they they had this dilemma where, I mean, they don't have any kind of the, – the, the guy who is sort of the self-appointed leader is basically has this, he, this anarchist type thing. But um, you find out he really doesn't have a clue what he's doing and um, – Things just go to pot when they think um, this kid who is the jerky boy, he gets accused of killing this kid. And you think, you know, he is because he's jerky boy and everybody hates him. So they string him up, but they find out it's not him. Um, but just them struggling. What? Okay, what do we do here? I mean, how, how, how do we, you know, we sort of, we, we do have to become civilized here. We can't just, you know, live the way we want to live. We have to. You know, we do have to have some sort of order here. So it's interesting watching them struggle to try to achieve that. They're trying to create a little side of their own, but there's their self-appointed leader who people are following uh, basically has said in one episode that, you know, a little chaos is a good thing. Well, they're finding out it's not. Hmm. Well, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um Give the pilot a watch. I, I, I have to. I really do. I really do. Any of you catch uh, Warehouse 13 last night? I, I caught it. I caught. It. I watched it today. Um, Did you catch it, Em? No, no. I've been I've been too busy to grab it today. Come on. Has your man Eddie on it? Eddie's on I it. I know. I know. <laughs> I have, but there's this thing that I have to do called pay the mortgage. Yeah. Pay your taxes. <laughs> Everything else. Um, uh, so without spoiling it, mm-hmm. uh, can you tell us a little bit, how, how, did it open up with a bang? It did open up with a bang. Um, and again, um, no, it was, it was a very strong opening to the last season. We're only going to get six more episodes. Well, now five since this last one's aired, but M has six more to look forward to. Yeah, so do I. But they, 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 they did result, you know, the guy from uh, Buffy, who, who was the baddie in this? Um, Spike. Uh, not Spike. Um, not Spike. Um, Buffy's uh, mentor. Where is Oh, G- Giles. Well, he, he he plays the main baddie in this. He, he's taken over. It's a good time travel story. Uh, so we have some time travel in this. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 if I say more, I'll probably give spoilers away. So I'm going to refrain. Gotta zip it. I'm zip it. Yeah. Well, before we uh, get too far in, let me give some other feedback. This actually came in as a response of the 200th episode, and this came from Dave Morley. And so Dave Morley, you got to picture this. Dave Morley is out jogging, and he's listening to our episode. And so this is what he writes. He goes, oh, goodness. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> he, got, he goes, hi, just listened to the 200th podcast while out jogging. and almost tripped over my feet when I heard my suggestion on your show and that you've given me a prize. I must explain why that blightly is a slang term for England. Sorry, mainly used in the 1950s WW2 films. I must have slipped out of my sci-fi geekery. Thanks for the prize. My address, well, I'll give it below. But while I'm writing, you mentioned in episode 200 that we get shows at different times over the pond and sometimes completely different ones. Over here, the BBC have been celebrating the 25th anniversary of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Not the abysmal film of 2005, but the original radio series. If you haven't heard this, I would like to recommend that you give it a listen. Although some of the references may be a bit dated, well, it is from the 70s, and definitely British, I think is a good crossover between sci-fi and comedy, and something you can listen to in the car, on the treadmill, out running. If you can get hold of an MP3, then why not give it a go? There's also recently a live stage production with the original cast broadcast by the BBC, which I'm sure will be on the internet somewhere. Anyway, thanks again for the show. I'm now currently Netflixing Warehouse 13, although no substitute of Fringe is still growing on me as the series progresses. Regards, David M. Cool. So, I just like the fact that we're causing our listeners to hurt themselves. That's not very nice. We no, don't want them. Like that. That's not nice. That is not nice. We're sorry. We're gonna. We will send you that, that prize. Nice. Then, so. Yeah. So pl- Dave, please don't. Those, those are just the opinions and thoughts of of one host of this show. <laughs> not yeah, yeah. The thoughts and opinions of the one host does not reflect the entire sci-fi diner. Yeah. If if if, if you're if you're jogging and our our <laughs> show makes you trip over yourself, maybe listen to our show in a commute or something. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to. We, we definitely <laughs> do not want to uh, hurt you. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so that, that being said, uh, so what else are we watching here? Still watching and enjoying, uh, Arrow. Oh uh, yes. Arrow, Arrow still continues to be fantastic. Yeah. And they actually bring in superheroes and superpowers, right? Did we see anything on the last time? I don't. We're getting there. We're leading that direction. Yeah. We haven't seen it. You know, we haven't seen anybody yet, but things continue to get worse for, um, uh, um, uh, Oliver Queen, um, um, Slade has definitely got his mitts into uh, Ollie's life, and uh, if we find out, I mean, I, I think we could spoil away. Uh, basically, Ollie trusted uh, Summer Glau's character too much, and they came to bite him on the butt. Yeah, Summer Glau will do that. Oh wait, Summer Glau's on that? Yes. It ha- and so it was this re- is the last season for no, Arrow. No. Oh no, you can't say that. It no, no, no. It was, it was renewed. Back in February. If there, <laughs> no, no. If, if but, there so, was a curse, which there wasn't, the curse is broken. Well, you know, Miles, you're probably wishing that you were Oliver Queen mm-hmm. right now. I mean, after all, Summer Cloud bit him on the butt. I mean, you would. Anyway, sorry, family show. Family show, Scott. Family yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that mentioned it, Miles. I'm just saying. Oh, a figure my. of speech, oh, figures, figures oh, of speech, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, so that 
so that's happening. Anyone watching Game of Thrones here? You know, I I, Not I am watching season three of Game of Thrones. It became available on Netflix, and so I'm, I'm whipping through the, the DVDs. All right. And I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, yeah. Big revelation in this past week's show. Not for those of us who read the book, but big revelation. Hmm. So yeah. sh- some of us are watching the first two episodes right. tomorrow. Right. Or no, Thursday. Right. Well, everyone dies of Well, we know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a... It's, it's, it's George R. R. Martin. George Everyone R. R. dies. Everybody's dead. No the end of the book just says, and they all died. It's, yeah, just a que- so. it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Yeah. Uh, we may have mentioned this right. in the show before, but my favorite comment by George R. R. Martin that, you know, he's going to kill everyone in book six, and then book seven will be nothing but wind blowing across their corpses. Uh, <laughs> well... I have a question because there's a couple of random shows like the Tomorrow People, which is where humans at a certain age, once they hit puberty, they start developing super like one of three different paranormal powers or um, there's another one, Starcrossed, about um, about aliens landing on the planet and they were landing as a place of refuge, but the humans thought they were invading. So they treat them like crap. Is anybody watching those? Are I, either of you guys watching that? They're both, I think, WB I'm not. or CW or whatever think, it's called think, now. Shows. I, think, I think Jen is, but I'm not. Wa- I'm not watching. Yeah, I'm not watching either of those shows either. Yeah. However, um, I have a bone to pick with both of you because uh, I, I need a new TV show. Like I need a hole in the head. I did watch that show Resurrection and liking it. Oh, you're liking it, Wayne. Uh, Wayne and Tro will be happy to hear that you're watching. You can tune into their podcast, Revelation Revealed. So, so. that's. Um, that's a pretty good show, too. Yeah, well, good. I'm mm-hmm. glad you're enjoying it. I'm not watching it. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching much of anything right now. But we, we, we have to change that. Yeah. Well, we should wrap up the show. We have an interview happening in about five minutes. So if you're in the chat room, we're going to continue to keep the chat room rolling because we're going to be interviewing them on Google Hangouts. But, Em, I believe you are dropping out. Is that, is that correct? I am. I've got a couple of things I got to finish tonight. So everyone, say goodbye uh, to M. Early morning in the morning. And my favorite MMO just dropped a whole bunch of new content that I got to right, right. But I'm so not allowed to play until I finish my chores. Yeah, very good. Well, that's Most all right. Of which have to be in today. Thanks, IRS. Yep, IRS. <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, M. It's been great recording with you. Let's uh, let's go ahead and say good night and get out of here. All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya. Do your dailies. Do them now. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, the service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at one 508 4343 or click the speakpipe link at sci or send an mp3 or typed email to sci-fi-diner-podcast at gmail.com You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash sci-fi-diner We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com <laughs>